Welcome to another episode of the NYC Godcast, the Jamie Rachel Show. Still no. no. Yeah. Uh, so we are again with the Identifying Invisible series. I hope this has been fun for you guys. Uh, what an odd yet applicable series. It's odd, but it's logical. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like once you grasp it, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, but, like it's it's, a, but it's like. It's also like. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you mm-hmm. think of this series? Mm-hmm. Well, anyways. Uh, so there are five little words. Oh, no. That's right. But tell me, what are the five little words? Don't worry, I don't, I don't. I want, think of five little words first. I want Dunkin' Donuts now. <laughs> that is oh, well, that was what, is, what do you have? I don't know. That was Did you not see though. my fingers? I, I, like, I don't oh. know that was. That's Did you guys not see that? I was over going one. I know. But just off the top of your head, five words. I don't know what was. <laughs> That's not a sentence. I mean, it is. It's not a correct one. <laughs> Sad. But that brings fear into my heart. Yeah, there are five little words that can bring fear into a pastor or youth pastor's heart, maybe faster than anything, or someone who's leading service. Mm -hmm. If you guys at your church have someone that like stands at the that podium while the service is going on, five words that can scare somebody to death and make your heart start racing. And does anyone have a guess what those five words might be? I just you did a scrolly thing, so I know. What What are your guesses? What do you think those five little words are? I don't know. Like, I feel like one of the things is like when someone stands up, I know that what the words are that you're actually going to say. So I don't want to say those words. No, you scrolled it down. I didn't think you saw it. But, um, but it's the whole thing of like when they're trying, have you ever had in service, like in the actual like sermon, someone try to answer, answer something, not just answer, but like go against. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember that? I don't know. We've had that a couple of times where someone has stood up and been like, but what if it's like this? And it was like, it was just, yeah. But what if it's, like this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What are the five words that scare any of you? I, I've seen it. I'm sorry. <sighs> Shoot. Yeah. Well, anyways, well, you guys don't know. So this is it. Uh, the phrase, the Lord told me to. Yes. It's terrifying. Yes. Terrifying. Instantly, everyone's like. Yeah. Like not only the not only the pastor, youth leader, or person that serves, but everyone in the people. All the like, layman. Oh, no. Like our hearts go, this can't be good. This or we're like, how is he going to handle Oh, yeah. Or we're laughing inside. Aha, sucker. Like, are we going to have to hide the children? I thought you guys had the chili. I'm like, what kind of church are you going to? I want to come. So the Lord told me to. It terrifies us to hear someone say that. Maybe, maybe it's not even in church. Maybe someone walks up to you, yeah, family member, or at the store or something, and someone holds your hand. They're like, "The Lord told me to." What is your reaction? Lord told your me. Your hands are sweaty. Told me that you would good. give me a hundred dollars. He told me that. <laughs> you don't have the right God. <laughs> I'm not talking to Rachel grocery stores. Anyways, but do we, like, we have yeah. all been, like, that's a little intimidating. It's a there's little tense. scary. Yeah, there's a tenseness there mm-hmm. that we're uncomfortable. We're uncomfortable. And so the reason is, for the most part, that we're under the assumption that whoever is saying that, they don't actually know what God <laughs> wants from them, right? Yeah. They don't actually know what they're supposed to do. And the thought of someone being told, someone being bold enough to uh, act upon what they think is God, God is saying, it's kind of outlandish. We kind of operate on this muted mm-hmm. observance of what we yeah. think God says. Like, I think he says it, but we'll just wait to see how it plays out. Yeah. yeah. And so for someone to, to be bold about it and say, God told me to, and I'm ready to act. It's really weird. We get nervous about that. Mm-hmm. And so the fact is, and I, this past year, since 2020, I've, this has been so, so, so in the forefront of my mind for, as, as Christians, as mm-hmm. church people, 
we are so uncomfortable. We struggle so much with faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We really are uncomfortable with faith. We struggle with people who operate under an influence of the invisible. That's Mm -hmm. today's episode. Operating under, that wasn't the full name, invoking the invisible influence. Uh, So I knew there was another I in there somewhere. (laughs) Almost sold it cheap. So, but we do. We're uncomfortable. If if you're going to operate under the invisible, Mm -hmm. it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And Do you think our uncomfortability doesn't come from uncomfortability? Necess- is that a yeah. word? I like it. I like that, but I don't know that's a word. Uncomfortability Uncomfort- comes from. I think it's right. I think it's uncomfortable. Uncomfortability. Oh, it sounded good. Is she like let it? Yeah, I know. It's like almost a rolling of the R's. Yeah. I liked that a lot. But a, I'm very. Someone busy, call Webster you know? for us or Miriam, whoever he is. Do people call them. We're not that old, Josh. Anyway, Here's you text them. <laughs> text them. It's the cha cha. Don't you know? You don't remember cha cha. Slide? It's like, no. no. <laughs> That's what I'm like. All I think is you're trying to text your slide. No, to the there right. was a slide to the right. I don't there was a company you called Cha Cha, and you texted them questions, and they would answer you back. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Did you have a point? Yes, the uncomfortability. Okay. Oh, that's right. Say it one more time. Yeah. So, the uncomfortability. Okay. So, I feel like that we have that uncomfortability from people that used it wrong Mm -hmm. i don't think it's necessarily that like we're not afraid of faith because of faith's sake i think we're afraid because of all these other people that have done stupid (laughs) i would completely completely agree with that and what i'm noticing in in church and christianity is we we assume everyone by default yeah is that Mm -hmm. yeah we don't like if i if i meet you and you say that god told you my default is yeah they're not really there's a rule and an exception and that's the rule yeah but do we say that so backwards like literally we're christians We're, we're people of faith yeah. And yet we're uncomfortable with someone. Now, are they out there? Yeah. Yeah. But we just assume everyone's not, not. because we're uncomfortable with an influence of the invisible. Yes. And so the Bible literally, this is a little over, oversimplification, Cliff Notes version of the big old Ooh. Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible literally is nothing more than a book of people who are doing what the Lord told them to do. Wow. You know, wow. Or, you, not. You, or, or not. Or not. Or not. Or not. The things that they've chosen to do with the things that Lord has told them. Yeah, yeah. So literally, that's the that's the Bible. It's a book of people who are operating by faith. They are walking by faith. They're doing really, really strange things Mm -hmm. for no other reason than God told them to. Yeah. Rachel talked about Noah, right, uh, in our last episode or a couple episodes ago. I'm not sure when it was. Still don't. Uh, (laughs) But uh, she was talking about Noah and like that was strange. (laughs) Yeah. Build a boat. Strange. It's weird. Strange. The Flergenbergs. It's, it's strange. The Flergenbergs. I'm going to ask Chacha about Flergenbergs and uncomfortability. I'm going to ask Chacha about that. And tractors. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there for that. Yeah. I wasn't. I'll have to go back and watch that episode. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're like, build, what do you, that's rather strange, Noe. <laughs> Noe. That's his name. Noe. Noah. Fine. It's rather strange. No, but so what we... <laughs> But what we find is that what was Noah doing? Noah was operating under the influence of the invisible. He was doing what someone he couldn't see told him to do. And yeah. that's odd. Yeah. He <laughs> that's looked weird. Dumb. He looked dumb. And like, imagine that in 2020. Imagine that in a Baptist church. What do you mean God told you to build a boat? boat. That's who told you? God, Taking up yeah, an offering for Kevin's ark. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Kevin's ark. That's great. Uh, I'm not going to get a boat. I'm just going to say that now. I'm not going to get a boat. No, I'm not just that. <laughs> He's going to be wiped out with the rest you. of everybody. Rachel's appalled by the thought of not getting a boat. Even if you wouldn't get a boat. Uh, you so, get on Kevin's boat. Uh, yeah. Maybe Johnny's, but not Kevin's. Okay. Anyways. So the fact, so Hebrews 11 has kind of been somewhat of an underlying chapter for this mm-hmm. series. You talked about it some 
I don't know that you have, but I don't think have talked about it. No, I didn't talk about it. Chapter 11 is of Hebrews is the, the faith chapter, and it's really just a running list. Like, literally, you can just go yeah. through there, and it's like, a cliff again, a Cliff Notes version of the Bible, but it's a running list of Old Testament people mm-hmm. who did what God had told them to, who did what an invisible God said to do. Yep. They did what someone who they could not see and no one else could see told them to do. Yep. Weird yep. faith. Like, that's what it is. And so... We read just a quick peruse down through the list. Enoch. We read of Abraham. We read of Noah, also known as Noe. We read of Isaac. We read of Jacob and Joseph, also known as Noseph. We have all of these guys who do strange and weird things for absolutely no other reason and no purpose at all except that the invisible God said to. Yeah. So they did. Yep. Weird. Would we look at that like... I think that's the thing is like the opposite end of what we were talking about in your podcast is would we be that person, but would we be the person that would make fun of them? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, would you be the one and be like, why is he building it? Because we are in church. Like, just our time in the beginning, like someone says, God told me to, we're like, no. Like, we So are we the person that's, you know, supporting it? Are we the person that's like, "Mm, hmm, weird. And yet God is invisible. The only way for him to talk to us is by him being invisible and saying something. And so- are we mocking the system or the yeah. person? Like yeah. that's that's almost blasphemous. That's almost yeah. scary. Like we, yeah. that's a fine line to walk. Yeah, I, we're all guilty. Like yeah. if you're in a Baptist church, you're, you're or whatever church, you're yeah. guilty, Any right? Church really. <laughs> um, and so we go down through this list of Hebrews eleven, and then we find the account of good old Moses, not Noses, because that would be odd. Do you have a nickname for Moses? Mosey. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> we're on this. Moses. <laughs> Too much, too much. So, Mo, uh, did you just snort? Someone snorted. I, I, I felt that. I found it hilarious. Oh, no. Oh. We really need some new hosts on this podcast. So, yeah. Moses was a man that operated under the influence of the God that he couldn't see. Mm-hmm. He was a man that operated by faith. This is what Hebrews 11, 24 through 27 says about Moses. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, mm-hmm. not fearing the wrath of the king, Pharaoh, mm-hmm. for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Mm-hmm. Did you ever notice that was in the Bible? Hebrews eleven twenty seven. Moses endured seeing him who is invisible. Yeah. But he's invisible. Yeah. But he could see him. See. But he's invisible. But he could see him. He operated, he could, he, he endured, he operated yeah. under the influence of the invisible, who we couldn't see. That was Moses. That was Mosey. 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 Mosiah. Mosiah. I also wouldn't get on his boat. So <laughs> I'd say most of us know the story of Moses, but quickly, mm-hmm. uh, Israel, you know, Moses and the, uh, let's try this again. <laughs> we, <laughs> we all have the story. We all have the story, but some reason Somebody I Somebody else tell it. So we find that <laughs> what a hot mess. We find that Israel has been forced into brutal slavery mm-hmm. uh, under the evil rulers of Egypt for nearly 500 years. I mean, that's a long time. Imagine your whole family and all of your neighbors and everyone you go to school with and everyone you go to church with living as a slave for as long as anyone could remember. Yeah, being whipped and beaten as brutally as possible in intense work every day. And I mean, this took place for five generations, right? 500 years, 100, you know, yeah. if, each, if each generation was 100 years, five generations. So think back five generations. Do you know your fifth back generation? I don't have a fifth back. <laughs> <laughs> I like a one. Well, like, so it would be your, it would be your, well, it would be your great, great, great grandpa. That would be five generations because yeah. your yeah. dad and your grandpa. So it'd be your great, great, great grandpa. I, yeah. I don't know him. No. 
And I don't. I know. I, I don't, don't know. If I don't any even you, know my great grandparents. Yeah, I don't know if any of you know your great 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 grandpa or whoever. But even all the way that far back, as far back as anyone could remember, they'd been slaves. Yeah, that's all anyone had ever known. Mm-hmm. That was just the reality of their lives, mm-hmm. living as slaves. And it would be like all of you and all of your family have ever known, and it'd be like your bosses and all their family had ever known, and and everyone around you, all that they've ever known. And so, it's not like. We're talking like 21st century slavery, right? Right. Not the, I mean, there's still slavery out there, but we're not talking about like your employer. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about like you go to work and he's nice and he says, you should probably do this for me and I'll pay you. And you can have a coffee break and have a lunch break. You have rights, right? Mm -hmm. We're not talking about that. We're talking about an evil dictator. Yeah. We're talking about an evil, cruel slave owner, a dictator. We're talking about Pharaoh. In fact, at the time, Egypt was the world's biggest superpower. They had the biggest army. They were just this ginormous force that no one could reckon with. And so, They had the biggest economy. They had the biggest military, the biggest infrastructure. And Pharaoh was the king of all of it. He was Mm -hmm. the king of Egypt. He was like the Hitler of their day, right? He was like this ginormous force in the world. He was a a world ruler. Mm -hmm. And so here's this guy named Moses. 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 (laughs) And he shows up on the scene and he tells all of his family and all of his neighbors and all of the people he knows, I'm going to lead us out of here. Cuckoo. Yeah. Like, like, is there a way to lead us out? Like, Like, and honestly, if you, that's all you know, and you'd be like, is there even life outside of us? What is out? Yeah. Like what is outside? Out of where? What do you mean? Out back? Like what do you, what out where? I've been outside before. (laughs) (laughs) I can make it from the front door. Thank you, Mosey. (laughs) (laughs) And so what do you think Moses' family says back to him? Like, I can just imagine, like, the Bible doesn't tell us this, but I can just imagine, like, I'm married. I can just imagine sharing with my wife first what I'm going to do before I go tell the church, before mm. I go tell the world. Cuckoo! Like, yeah. I, that's not going to be a She'd conversation. Be like, that's not going to work. He's like, no, you're not going to do that while you're married to me. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to go well. People would have literally thought Moses had gone mad. Mm-hmm. Too much sun in the heat in the desert. He'd mm-hmm. gone mad. He he's cuckoo for cocoa puffs, right? Yep. He's totally lost his bananas. He's got a screw loose. He's a couple crayons short of a box. The guy's nuts, so yeah, right. Because Pharaoh, ye old Hitler, if you will, mm-hmm. is never ever 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 gonna let us out of here ever. It's inconceivable. Everything we've ever known, always forever, has been living here in slavery under him. And besides, as long as anyone can remember as far back as we can face trace our family tree, that's hard to say. Uh, That's all we've ever been Mm -hmm. is slaves. We have always been slaves. We will always be slaves. We'll die as slaves just like everyone before us. And I can just imagine after ripping Moses a good one, after mocking him and cracking a few wise wise guy jokes, maybe throwing an egg or tomato in his direction, right? Someone in justice is just sincerely like, Moses. What in the world gave you this idea anyways? Yeah. Why would you even think of such a crazy thing? To which Moses replies, God told me to do it. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 11. Moses actually did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he, we just read here 1127. Moses endured, not looking at the king. Moses endured looking at the influence of the invisible God. Yeah. He operated under this influence of what God, who could not be seen, told him to do. Not because he was crazy, not because he had a lot on his mind, but Moses was operating by what could not be seen. Mm -hmm. He led Israel out of Egypt, out of bondage, not fearing the wicked king, because Moses invoked the identity of the invisible. He chose to do the impossible because he was looking at the God 
of the impossible. He chose to do what made no sense because he saw the God who could defy all sense and with and science. He endured as seeing him who is invisible, Hebrews says. And so Moses operated under this influence of the invisible. He, he operated by faith, yeah. by faith. So what I want to challenge us with today is this. Are we operating that way? Like, is that the norm for your life? I'd say no. No, I'd say no. It's yeah. a unanimous no. Yeah, yeah. unanimous no. And I'm humanimous. Yeah, I just, I thought Words we were just are gonna, not our friend. I thought today, we were just going to slide I'm like, wow, he's just going to keep on going. It's good. Yep, I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> no, we don't operate that way. I don't honestly know many people that operate that way. <clears throat> Does God have a right to influence our life? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are we letting him? Not like Moses. Well, it's just like he didn't ask anybody else if he should. No. He didn't go to his pastor. You know what I mean? He didn't go to his best friend. He didn't go to, you know, family member and been like, you know, I have this idea. I think I should let everybody out of Egypt. But what do you think about that? Yeah. It was, I'm going to go do this because God said so. Well, okay. Like the confidence. Yeah. It wasn't a questioning. It wasn't a, he didn't look to anybody else for that. Mm-hmm. He just stayed within him and God. You know what I mean? I think that's just powerful. So the sad and ironic thing is that. If we're not willing to follow God and what song to sing in a service, Mm -hmm. if we're never going to give over the little things and say, God showed me to sing this song, God showed me to testify Mm -hmm. this, how in the world are we ever going to split the Red Sea? How in the world are we ever going to deliver? How in the world are we ever going to see the God of the impossible do the impossible in our lives? We don't trust him in the small thing. That's what what Jesus said. I I trust you with little. I can't trust you with a lot, Mm -hmm. right? Or it was backwards. I can't trust you with a lot because I can't trust you with little. Yes those who are faithful in the small things. Um, and so like we we're, we're awkward about a person saying the Lord told me to do this itty bitty tiny little thing. Moses literally delivered a nation yeah, <laughs> million plus people yep. out of the grips of a dictator that was wicked for as long. I mean, like, do we see that? Do we see the contrast here? And like, there are some people who kind of equate the two, right? Me, the Lord showed me what to sing is the same as Moses. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, but, but we were so uncomfortable with allowing that influence on our life that just operates, right? Yep. Just operates. And so if our faith is so weak that we can't even be led to talk to a stranger about Jesus, mm-hmm. then we're never going to have enough faith to let him lead Uh, people out of the clutch of a wicked king. Christian church, the question is this, where is our faith? Why are we not operating under the influence of a God who can't be seen? Why is the invisible God not our explanation for how we live? Why why is following faith so weird in our day? Why is big, unbelievable unctions strange to us? I met a a man a couple weeks ago. uh, It's honestly been a few months ago now, I guess. Uh, But really just rocked my world. Really just... I have thought about this guy so many times. Only met him once, one one single day. Uh, but he really just, I, I really can't stop thinking about him. Uh, he's pretty, I wouldn't say pretty. He's a very, very ordinary guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in his mid-50s, maybe 60s. He's from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He's got a very, a very Southern Kentucky accent. Mm-hmm. I believe he's a realtor. Mm-hmm. I believe so. He's a very ordinary guy. His name is Jeff. And again, I only got to spend a little bit of time with him. But ever since that day... It has really altered my outlook on what faith is. It's really altered my outlook on the limits of trusting a God, uh, an invisible God to influence my life. So this guy, he sat down, talked with us, uh, just kind of explained his story and some of his testimony. And and this guy talked with God. And Mm -hmm. I mean, not like, thank you for this food. Amen. Like this guy talked with God and this guy had God talk 
to him just as plainly as you guys are talking to me and i'm talking like that literally was the relationship there almost to a biblical sense like they literally god would speak to him and he would act upon what god had said to him and so this guy he he would receive instructions like major instructions from god like crazy things and then he would go and do the instructions god had told him he he would operate under an influence of the invisible and so the ironic thing the sad thing that he shared with us was that because of his faith because he was willing to do this he was actually kicked out of his own church blew my mind and so we were sitting around the table uh one night me and a couple of other guys uh till really late like midnight which if you know me i'm very that's really late yeah that's really late that's like the next day uh I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but he just kept sharing story after story after story of incredible instances where he allowed the impossible to take place for no other reason except for he trusted and was influenced by the in- invisible God. And so um, he shared how God had told him to, this is crazy, he, God told him, go run a facility and fill it with clothes and goods for the less fortunate. Now, his church, again, did not support him, told him, you're crazy. You don't, God told me to do it. Like, they were freaked out by those five little words. And so they did not support him. But he did it anyways. He took it upon himself and did it anyways. God moves and arranges all the all the pieces and does all the work. And would you know that not once but twice he does this. And he shared that just an outpouring. God met so many needs and, and brought drew so many people mm-hmm. to God through this uh, ministry. He shared another testimony. This one really just blew my mind. He shared a testimony of how one time, I think this was when he was younger, uh, one time God tapped him on the shoulder and said, I want you to get a backpack and I want you to purchase a plane ticket to Israel. This was God's instructions to this guy. Again, he's alive. This isn't a Moses story, right? This is a Jeff story from Kentucky. Uh, So he says, pack a backpack, nothing else, not a suitcase, not backpacks, a backpack, Mm -hmm. and I want you to book a plane ticket to Israel. And so Jeff packs a single backpack, he gets on a plane, and he flew across the world simply for no other reason except for God told him to. God, who we can't yeah. see, influenced his life. And so this guy does this, and he has no taxi service arranged, he has no hotel book, no itinerary imagined, right? This guy operates under the influence of the invisible God. So he shows up in Israel. He's telling us the story with his southern accent. He's cracking himself up as he tells it because <laughs> he's just like blown away by what God does. Mm-hmm. Just an amazing guy. So he shows up in Israel and he walks out of the airport. Again, nothing from here. Like this is all God told me to do is book it. Nothing. He walks out of the airport and he starts walking and he's asking God, all right, I did it. Now what? And after a short amount of time, a man literally out of the blue walks up to him and asks him if he was from Kentucky. And Jeff answers, well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) However you say, I don't have a Kentucky accent. If you didn't notice that. I did not. It was flawless. (laughs) (laughs) And so the guy says that God had told him to. This is the guy who walked up to him. God had told me not to take my normal route today. And that I was supposed to come pick up a man by your name and take you to such and such a place. (laughs) (laughs) So here are at least two individuals on the planet who are operating under the influence of the invisible. They are doing what God told them to do. And so to make a long story short, Jeff is picked up from the airport miraculously. He's given a room to stay in for the week. He's provided with everything he needs this entire trip, all simply because he operated under the influence of faith. He operated by the influence of what can not be seen. And this this was the crazy thing. The more he talked to this guy, this wasn't the exception of Jeff's story. This was the rule. This was literally life. I mean, he he literally told me, he's like, I'm just used to God telling me what to do. And I'm used to him giving me what I ask for. Like, that's always been our relationship. And so I just 
trust that that's yeah. what he's going to do. And he said that with a straight face and like he actually meant it. And that really convicted me because I'm like, well, that sounds a lot like the Bible. That sounds a lot like a Christian, but I don't live that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know anyone else. You're the first person ever from Kentucky or anywhere who's ever <laughs> lived that way that I've met. And it was so real to him. And literally, again, story after story after story he told of in his Kentucky accent of the ways that God had simply done what he had said he would do because Jeff allowed him to influence his life. And so uh, it's really challenged me. I'll never forget his stories, and I pray I never forget them. I tried to write as many down as I could after I went mm-hmm. to bed late that night. Uh, but growing up in church, we excuse away the need for faith. We, we live an explainable life that mm-hmm. operates under the visible. Yes. And yet there's no need for faith if you're operating by what can be seen. Yeah. And so this is a big problem because without faith, without the operation of the influence of the invisible, it is not hard and it's not difficult, but it is impossible to please God. And so the question is this, could we be a bunch of Christians called by his name yet that he's not pleased with? Because it takes faith. It takes the impossible to please him. People that he's not accepting of. Could we be people who he looks down, he frowns upon? I don't think that he honestly cares so much about what we wear, per se. I don't think he cares so much about what we eat or where we go, per se. Mm -hmm. God cares about our faith. Yeah. The thing that all of us have excused away. Mm -hmm. The thing all of us have overstepped. The thing all of us have said, it's okay, no one else does that. No one really lives that way. Yeah. Without faith, without operating under invisible influence, it is impossible to please God. Those words should scare us. Yeah. Are you scared? Do you have a comment? Should I wait quietly? While no, you I'm, I don't time? have a comment. Okay, what about you still? I'm assuming nothing. I was just thinking you, uh, I don't remember exactly what you said, but just thinking about the, in, in my, the impossible prayers in my life. Me and CJ just had this conversation yesterday. Um, I told you me and CJ had this impossible thing we've been praying for, mm-hmm. and I, you know, it almost seems like God's moving, but like, we don't know for sure, um, what's going to happen yet. But I feel like we cheapen impossible prayers. Like we like, we come with a list as many times list mm-hmm. of impossible prayers and then they get answered and like, we're like, oh, well, that was just a coincidence that that ended up working right. out that way. Or, well, yeah, that wasn't that impossible, I guess. Logic you know what I mean? And I feel, yeah, like I feel like we just logic things yeah, out when definitely. God's doing the impossible, God's yeah. moving, God's, you know, we just are like, well, like, like the people could have been like, oh, I guess you know Moses. Was, guess the I wind could have blew the water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like you just like you, we just take out God from things yeah. a lot of the times yeah. and cheapen it. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And I think the other thing is too, like the li- I think it's good to have a list of impossible prayers, and I think that's I think that's challenging. Mm-hmm. But then not just not ju- not just the genie in the bottle thing, but then also just operating under that, like yeah. operating under the assumption that God who you can't see is going to lead you to the next step and show you what yeah. to do and show you how to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, cause what if just like that, what if, what if you have you, he's going to use you to answer your prayer. Well, that means you have to allow him to influence you to get yeah. that prayer. Yeah. Right. And so just that, that, that operation, that movement, that daily living, uh, that is a God who can't be seen through you. Right. Today's considerable quote is from Tozer, and he says, At the root of the Christian life lies belief in the invisible. The object of the Christian's faith is unseen reality. 
So I want to share with you guys, I'm really excited about this. I want to share with you guys a rather different uh, featured content. Instead of a song like we usually do, I wanted to share a scene with you guys from The Chosen, which I don't know, you guys have not seen yeah, The Chosen. Seen it, yeah. If you've not seen The Chosen, I highly recommend you go and watch it. Uh, it is a, it's free, uh, but it's very well done and really just thought provoking. Uh, just, I really encourage you to watch The Chosen. But in this scene, we find it's actually uh, a humorous flashback. It's actually not a part of the storyline of The Chosen, but it's a flashback to the days of Jacob. And in this scene, Jacob is trying to, uh, he had just got his land and he's trying to find water, right? Jacob's well. Mm -hmm. And so what we find is that there's this humorous interaction where Jacob is trying to explain the God he serves is invisible. And this guy he's talking to is like, Okay. I've heard of all the visible gods, but Demetrius is invisible. Like It's rather funny, and I just thought it fits so well with what we're talking about today and what we've talked about in the series. And so I encourage you to go listen to it, uh, go watch it. It's really well done. It's funny, but it's also very powerful. Like It very much pricked my heart when I watched it, so go check it out. And then lastly today, I'd like to wrap up. We're going to try to challenge you all. Uh, we're hoping as the as the podcast continues on, we'll have you know feature content, have mm -hmm. considerable quotes, but we also would like to leave you a uh, challenge. Uh, I, I, did, I was like, I thought I named it. I did. I'd like to leave you with today's charge up challenge. Mm, yep. Does that work? Do we accept challenge, that? Charge up okay, challenge. we will allow it. So I'll leave you up today's. <laughs> I like that you come up with it and you're like, we will, we will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will allow it. <laughs> but you guys could name your own then. That'll be mine. You could name your oh, own challenge. No. no, I like yours. Okay, yeah, I thought we'll so. Go, I we'll thought so. We will accept that. Okay, really great. Great. <laughs> I just had to twist their arms a little. <laughs> so today's charge up challenge, the very first, is to actually go read the entire 11th chapter of Hebrews. It's not a very long chapter, but it is a jam-packed chapter of people, normal, ordinary people, right? Farmers, nomads, pil pilgrims, people who just ordinary, plain Jane people who became known famously for doing nothing more than being influenced by the invisible God. So go read uh, Hebrews chapter 11. And what I'd like you to do is keep a tally of the number of people listed there who operated under the influence of the invisible. That's your challenge for today. Mm -hmm. Well, friends, thanks so much for joining us for the NYC podcast. Thanks so much for joining us for this series, Identifying mm -hmm. the Indivisible. Until next time, you know what we should have you to do is just make us like disappear. Like, like in Identifying the invisible. You didn't enjoy it. We did it and you didn't enjoy it. You're excited about yourself. I didn't do it. You did it? <laughs> I don't think I, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you. I knew do I wasn't making it. Do it together. Do you remember on Sesame Street those like... Uh, this is getting awkward. I'm showing my age now. Sesame Street's still around. No, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's a big bird. Well, anyways, <laughs> like the puppets, they were like stringy. Yeah. And they would go up in the spaceship and they would, you know, and then they would disappear. Do you see that mental image? Right, let's, let's do that. Ready? Identifying the invisible. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. Are we going to do the noise, too? That's what I was okay, doing. We got to do the noise, too. Okay. okay, ready? Identifying the invisible. Ooh. Okay, that was very awkward, embarrassing. I hope he doesn't put this in the <laughs> podcast. Well, Friends. if it makes anybody feel better, I have no idea what they're talking about. So I just joined him <laughs> for the fun of it. Friends, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time. See ya. Bye.